0: Every week when I sit down to record this podcast, I notice, I notice that my breath, my breathing gets tight, my chest is tight. I start to feel as if I'm going to have a nervous cough. I feel my system, my my heartbeat a little racy, a little jumpy, like I've had a bit too much coffee every week. Every week, every week I feel like You must be able to hear it in my voice, the tension that I'm a little out of breath. And every week I feel like, oh, my God, this won't be a good episode. And then I think, gosh, maybe none of them is any good. And I just think maybe I should wait another 30 minutes. Maybe I should look over my notes again or change the order of the bullet points. Because maybe if I do it a little differently, it will be better. Maybe, and then, and then what? What will happen? What do I do here? Why do I record these podcasts? And it's because outside of my decisions to marry my husband and have our children, I'm not sure any other decision I've ever made has been as life-changing as my decision to stop eating animal products, my decision to begin a vegan practice and to opt out of the industrial animal agricultural component of this culture. And that's something I want people to know doesn't have to be as hard or as overwhelming as it seemed to me when I first was thinking about it. I show up here every week to encourage anyone who's having a hard time imagining how they could make a change like that. And it's a change that a lot of people, a lot of people might think is odd or even a bad idea or an affront to their culture or their traditions or awkward in their family or community or even even a condemnation or rejection of the way Others do things. because whether it's limiting or eliminating the consumption of animal products or pursuing a, a different university degree or a different lifestyle, or whether you're running for political office or thinking about putting your artwork on sale or telling people about your new business, or whether you're deciding to compete as a bodybuilder after losing a hundred pounds like one of my heroes, Corinne Crabtree did. For sure, for sure, whatever you decide to do, someone is going to have something to say about it. And if you notice yourself playing it small or hiding out a little or trying to do what you want to do where no one will actually see it when no one is around, I get you. I get it. I totally get it. I was there. I didn't tell my husband or family that I was certifying as a life coach for months. And I'm still there sometimes. I really notice how true it still is for me when I sit down to record this podcast every week. I notice the tightness in my chest, that feeling of not being able to quite catch my breath, even though I'm just sitting. What's that about? This is episode 49. What am I thinking that has got me so tense again? After almost a year here in front of this mic. And it's what? What if I'm terrible? No, that's not it. I'm terrible plenty of the time. What if no one listens? No, that's actually not that scary. That's not it. What if people hate it? What if they think I'm ridiculous? What if they think I'm crazy? What if they think I'm an embarrassment to my family? Bingo! Bingo. That's the thought that makes my lungs deflate and my blood pressure rise and my mouth go dry and the space between my shoulder blades feel so tense. That's the thought that kept me from doing lots of things, that kept me from sticking with lots of things, from trying lots of things, just those words popping through my Eeyore brain, my primitive brain that talks like that talks like Winnie the Pooh's pessimist friend Eeyore. We're doomed. Your family's embarrassed. You're an embarrassment to your kids and husband, and all your ancestors. Thanks, brain. Thanks, Eeyore. No wonder I have this subtle sense of impending doom when I turn on the recording equipment. Makes complete sense if I'm thinking a thing like that. But you know how this ends, right? Every week, it ends the same way. I just hit record and talk. Hello, veg heads and veg your besties welcome back to veg your best the plant-based podcast my name is Michelle olander I'm a certified life coach a practicing vegan and I'm here every week to encourage you to eat more plants and to set an impossible goal whatever that is for you and today is episode number 49 other people's opinions. Right? Today, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about when people in your life, the people around you, think that you should not stop eating meat or cheese or eggs or fish. And this is much more common as an issue than you might expect. So many times people come up to me and they say, I know this is the right step for me. I know I want to be vegan. I know I want to eat a whole food, plant-based diet, or I really want to at least take a break from animal products for a period of time. But then the people closest to them will say something oppositional. They'll say, come on, what's wrong with you? You're fine. You don't need to do this. That's kind of extreme. You know, you're just being restrictive, right? You're always so intense. You know, eating animals is natural, it's normal, it's healthy. And you know, other people's opinions can really cause a lot of conflict for my clients, for me, for you. When someone's like, no, this is really the right thing for me. I want to do this and then other people, people they love most of the time, say, I don't know, I think you're making a mistake. Well, for a lot of us, that affects us. That makes a difference in how we show up with our own decisions. And can we just start out as a given by acknowledging that people, people, human beings, are always going to have a lot of opinions about, well, about almost anything you do, right? And the more people love you, the more people are in your intimate circle, in your work or your community or your family, the more opinions they are likely to have or share with you. So just wanting to be in a situation where nobody has any opinions about your choice or wanting to be in a place where people only are supportive, who only have opinions that are in sync. With what you want or with what you've said okay I guess I'd like that too it sounds like a nice situation but wanting this the agreement well it's going to cause you a lot of unnecessary suffering a lot of needless suffering because you're going to you're going to spend so much time trying to get everybody on board and everyone to agree when you could just use that time and energy to take care of you and to understand the habit that you're trying to break. Because how you eat is a habit, right? The way you have eaten, understand your relationship with animal products, and you can really learn how to change those habits. Instead of enticing other people to get on board to join you. Honestly, it's like wanting people not to have their opinions. And what I want you to focus on is how do you support you? How are you on board with you? How are you agreeing with you? Because what matters is what's right for you. What you want And, you know, no one, no one, no one, no one but you can decide how you eat, how much you eat, what foods you eat. And that's really, really important. It's important you understand that and to step into the authority with yourself on this subject, because a big change can be really, well, it can be really hard sometimes Maybe some of you listening are already practicing vegan. So maybe what's hard for you is another new endeavor, another new goal, impossible goals, like I challenge you to consider here every week. Those goals mean acknowledging that your choices, that your brain has put on default, those tasks that your brain can do without even expending any effort anymore, those automatic choices, for a new goal, they need to be interrupted. They need to be tweaked. They need to be challenged. So it's going to be challenging enough already. You've got enough going on already. And if you're always trying to get people on board with your decisions, then changing the way you eat, changing the choices you make meal by meal, purchase by purchase, that's just going to take away that energy because that's plenty. For most of us, trying to get other people on board takes away from our time. Time you can use to support yourself. Okay, people's opinions about how you eat and live is just a given probably even if you aren't thinking about limiting or eliminating animal products. Already, people probably have opinions about what you eat, how you eat, how often you eat. Okay? So let's not listen. Okay, you heard them. Now, do you argue with them? Do you try and educate them about your choices? I think I suggest that we take our focus off them for a while. Take the focus off them. And then what happens with you? Think about that. What happens in your brain when you hear their opinions? Because that's what you are doing now. They just said their words. Now, how are you interpreting those opinions? What are you making those opinions mean? wanting consensus and agreement and everyone to offer to pitch in and help you soak chickpeas and try your new grilled vegetables. Being in their brains, that's going to cause you a lot of needless suffering. You're going to spend so much time trying to get everyone on board, everyone to agree when you could just be using that time and energy to understand the habit that you have and the habit you're trying to create. Because remember, how we eat is a habit. What we eat, when we eat, recipes, holiday meals, snacks, where we shop and order and go out for dinner. Those are all habits. Those are established habits. And to understand your relationship with animal products and really learn how to change that relationship, wanting to get in other people's opinions, honestly fruitless endeavor like wanting people not to even have opinions. You know our human brains only have so much energy for our day and we only have so much energy for a challenging new undertaking and I want you to always recalibrate reorient yourself back to focus on you on how you have your own back. On how you are the authority in your own life because what matters is what's right for you what you want period no one no one no one but you can decide how you eat and how much you eat and what foods you eat and that's really really important it's important It's important you understand that because I think most of us think, well, actually, no, it's not just about my decision. There are all these other people's decisions. I want to challenge that. And I want you to have a little space in your brain, even if you think, no, Michelle, so and so cooks for me and so and so shops for me and I have to eat there with them. I want you to hold a little space in your brain thinking, actually, how I eat, how much I eat, what I eat is up to me. And I know it can be really hard sometimes because we have offloaded that responsibility to other people sometimes. And I'm not immune to this. I've been a daughter, I've been a sister, a wife, a mom, a friend, I've been a colleague, I've been an employee, I've been an employer, I've been a student and a teacher, I'm a coach and a mentor, and I am not immune to the allure of wanting to change other people or wait for other people to get on board with me. But it's a big distraction from the real change that you can make in your own life today, right now, as of the next choice. Changing the way you eat, changing the choices you make meal by meal, purchase by purchase. That is plenty. Your plate is now full. So for most of us trying to get other people on board, a lot of time being distracted. What do you do with other people's opinions? Because people's opinions about how you eat, it's not going away. So I'm not talking about do we listen to them. I'm talking about what really matters. What happens in your brain when you hear their opinions? How do you interpret them? What do you think about it? What do you think about what they think about you? What do you think their words mean about your relationship with them? And what you're capable of? And who the actual authority in your life is? If you hear someone say to you that you're being extreme or restrictive, well, what do you make those sentences mean? Because what you make those sentences mean is all that matters. One of the things I teach on this podcast has been to understand the habit, well, any habit, all your habits are just the product of your thoughts and your feelings. Feelings that fuel certain actions. And that think, feel, act cycle is always working behind the scenes. It's always working to create the habit, to reinforce the habit, or to change the habit, depending on what those thoughts and feelings are. And it happens sometimes consciously, which takes a lot of energy, but most often at a very unconscious level, because that is your brain's remit to make things easy, to automate things. But once you start to bring awareness to that cycle of your thought, and then the feeling and then the action, you can see you can see it. And then it's wait a minute, the way I eat doesn't just happen. You mean I didn't pick up a ham sandwich for no reason? You mean it's connected to a thought that drives the feeling that gives rise to the decision for me to say yes or no. What's really wonderful about learning the think, feel, act cycle and really starting to get into curiosity about what habits are and how habits work is that you start to understand that it applies to everything. It applies to everything in my life. I have thoughts. The thoughts cause my feelings. Then I take actions in response to those feelings. Not just whether or not I decide to eat meat or dairy or eggs. This includes everything. This includes people's opinions about whether or not we drink or smoke or go to work or read a book or turn on the radio or go for a run or call my loved ones or complain or pay a compliment to someone. Those are all actions that are part of my think, feel, act cycle. And the funny thing is some of us get so annoyed when we're trying something new. Something new like limiting or eliminating meat, dairy, fish, and no one is saying anything supportive. But it also happens we can get annoyed because we're eating plant-based and someone says, Oh, wow, finally, finally plant-based. I thought you'd never change. And you're like, wait, what? What does that mean? You might end up feeling kind of defensive. I don't know. Maybe your initial knee-jerk thought would be, wait, what are, do they think I've been eating badly? Do they think I'm unhealthy? Do they think I've been eating wrong all this time? <laughs> so listen, no matter what people say, it can be a problem if that's what we're used to making other people's comments do. So if we need everyone to agree and be supportive so that we can eat and live the way we know we want to, so much work. That's a lot of work and a lot of people that need to be managed so that we can feel like we're the authority in our own lives. I want you to slow down and start to notice what's happening in these situations, regardless of what the other person's opinion is, because When your energy is outwardly focused, it's focused on the other person's actions, on being then defensive about what they've said or trying to convince them to change their minds or angry or embarrassed about what they are thinking. And when your focus is on other people, it's always going to get in the way of habit change because habit change is always only you. It's a very inwardly focused process. The truth is, you don't need a reason really to say you don't want to eat animals anymore. You don't need a reason. You don't need to give anyone a reason. You don't need a good reason. You don't need a thought-out reason to take a break from meat, fish, dairy, and eggs. You don't need any reason at all. You can just decide that you want to, or you can just decide to try to. And I think sometimes we don't actually give ourselves permission to decide to do something without having any supportive evidence or reasoning backing up our position. Did you know you could just decide? This is what I want to do. This is what I decided, you know. So often we don't realize we can do this and we end up feeling like we need to defend our position. All right. Do you believe me yet? Because you don't need to. You don't need to offer any evidence or back anything up that you decide to do. You really don't. You don't need to offer anyone anything ever. And in fact, trying to do that is just focusing all your energy outwardly on them. You might need that energy, especially at the beginning. You might really want to focus your energy on yourself. That's how you're going to uncover the habit, uncover what's propping up the habit of eating animals and changing that habit because you're not going to change your relationship with food if you're putting your energy into externals. That just doesn't help you and this is true for all changes. You don't need evidence or supporting papers or good reasons or peer-reviewed journal entries. You can just decide that you want to do it. Whatever you want to do including the decisions that you make around any kind of plant-based eating. And if your new endeavor is not eating plant-based, advice is the same. People will have opinions and you may find yourself thinking you don't like their opinions and you want them to change. And when you've noticed that, let it be the first sign to check in with yourself. Because honestly, most of those people really do want what's best for you. And remember, it can sometimes rock their worlds when someone stops doing what they do or thinking what they think or believing what they believe. You know why? Because that's, that's a demonstration of a lot of power. A lot of power when you decide to think differently. And that can be intimidating for other people. You mean you can just decide to think and feel and live differently? Well, if that's true, then what else is possible? Yeah, what else indeed? What's next? When I stopped eating animals, when I opted out of the way of eating I inherited from my family and my culture and this economy and my community. I was like, wow, what is next? And what's next still makes me tense and nervous before I record these episodes. I've said it before, I never thought that I could stop eating animal products until I stopped thinking that thought. I never thought that I could start a podcast until I stopped thinking that. I never thought that I would have a year's worth of podcasts recorded, but I'm almost there. So I have stopped thinking that thought. Do some people have opinions about it? Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure. But I'm busy right now. I'm recording this. I may never completely stop wondering what people are thinking. I may never completely stop wishing everyone was supportive and on board. But when my brain gets busy with those thoughts, I remember it's time to get busy with my own life. If you'd like to see how life coaching could help you think new thoughts about where you are and what your possibilities are, and how you can show up in your life, I would love to talk with you. You can book yourself into my calendar, and you can message me or email me, and we can set up a free 45-minute session to see how coaching can help you move towards a vegan lifestyle or take on your next impossible goal. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms. It helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.